Is it time to be concerned about Keegan Thompson? We update everything on the Cubs pitcher right now. Our Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alongside Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy, and you're tuned in to Lockdown Cubs, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Please support the show and be a part of the Lockdown Cubs community by following and subscribing on all audio platforms. And you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen and the number one Cubs show out there. Sam and I are lifelong fans, taking our passion into discussion with you on all things Cubs. We are nine days away from March 30th, which is opening day. And we have some roster updates to get to because the situation with Keegan Thompson is at the very least confusing, uh, perhaps a little bit concerning. And uh, I think we need some more clarity on this. So let's get everybody up to speed. Keegan Thompson, quite frankly, Sam, is not looking like himself. He has only made one inning appearances in spring training so far. Uh, This is for a pitcher who was projected as a multi-inning reliever, obviously converted starter, now to the pen. Thompson has topped out at 96 in the past, especially out of the pen. Well, it's slowing this spring. He's been sitting 90-91, and he's topped out at 92, and it's only been a handful of pitches. Sam, what are your thoughts on the Keegan Thompson situation? And and we'll get into that. Yeah, first of all, shout out to Locked On for my new hat. Uh, very cool. Very yeah, it looks nice. That. Yeah, awesome. Um, as far as Keegan goes, one of I my th- favorite players. I think there's something missing from this. Uh, that that is my take because remember he was one of the last guys to start throwing. Uh, get innings. So maybe there was something that delayed his offseason workout, his offseason process. Maybe this was the plan all along. It It's very hard with this show to speculate because spring, it's a lot easier in the, during the season when, when reporting has to be really solid. In spring training, we don't know plans. We don't know what guys are working on. We don't know what the going into spring training look is. And, and and really, quite frankly, David Ross doesn't have to tell you. Whereas in the regular season, if Keegan Thompson were struggling, he, he'd be on the team, he'd be sent down, it's easy to talk about. Right. Um, so I, I would say my concern level on this is, is not too high because – I, I, I think that this is something it feels like that they expected to happen and that he'll have to ramp up and and not to not to make an overly positive spin zone on it, but it makes me very happy that there, it, it's and shout out, by the way, to Shy Sports on Twitter, because he was the guy that that um, made me realize this. I didn't see these articles. I, I had to do some digging to see okay. that Keegan because and that's the thing. Like, that's how you know it's not – it's purposely kind of being thrown under the rug because we didn't even catch it. Um, there were some articles about it uh, that, that something was going on with him. I just didn't see him. Um, you know, usually, you know, we follow all the main guys and girls. and um, So it, it was kind of a – A little bit of a treasure hunt. 
Yeah, exactly, which tells me they're trying to keep it under wraps. But the, the positive thing is, is I feel like in years past, the Cubs would just say, ah, well, he'll 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 pitch himself into shape at the big league level. But this this beginning of the season is very important for the Cubs. And and you see somebody like Javier Assad throwing the way he's throwing. And by the way, he may be throwing as we speak uh, 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 in that game against Japan. You know, he could play that role for a little while. Let make sure Keegan Thompson's right before he comes up because we don't want him to cost us games. Same could be the case for Brandon Hughes. That's why when we do these projected roster stuff, it's obviously fun for the listeners. It's fun for you. You're good at it. But I always, I, you know, people always will say, Sam, you look so grumpy, or Sam, why are you rolling your eyes? And it's because we really don't know. M- my expertise, if you will, and that's probably a strong term, but my my, my best part comes in when the season starts, right. and then we could start saying, hey, this guy doesn't belong here. You know, Mike Talkman could start at right field. Mike Talkman might be traded tomorrow. I have no idea right. what's going to happen. And so I the, love projecting rosters. Yeah, man. The only guys that really know, there's three guys out there that that right now know what's going to be the 40-man roster. That's going to be the skipper, it's going to be Jed Hoyer, and it's going to be Carter Hawkins. Those three guys are probably the only three right now that 100% know exactly who it's going to be. Maybe they don't even know yet. So right. um, Thompson, sure. Is, is it what I want to hear? Our, our best position player, in my opinion, or our best hitter is going to be missing opening day. One of our most important pieces in the bullpen, I've said it, he's one of the most important pieces of this team. Probably may not be there opening day. That stinks, but let's see if he just doesn't get going because I'm not a big leaguer. I don't know how long it takes to, takes to ramp up. I know Thompson still looks pretty good in spurts, and he hasn't gotten crushed. In he's gotten starts. people out. Yeah, he just hasn't been able to go more than one inning, so... Let's see what happens with it. It's not great, but the, the, the biggest strength of this Cubs team is their pitching depth, and they will be able to stomach that for a while, especially if Javier Assad keeps coming out with 97 on the corners. This has definitely zapped me a little bit of my my Cubs optimism, my, my Cubs joy, I do have to say, but but not necessarily from a baseball perspective. And the reason being a lot is because of Javier Assad, as you say. You yeah, know, I, that, I, that's him. We're gonna we're gonna update the roster in a few minutes, and on the other side, and when we do that, uh, you know, you're gonna see him in there, and it would have been nice to have him, Thompson, and Alzali, uh, oh. but that's likely not gonna happen now. I think the best route for Thompson, who Sahadev Sharma said might go to AAA, who Megan Montemoro said on the score on Sunday is a question mark. Um, that's the definitive reporting we've seen from, you know, the so-called mainstream. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, clearly there's something going on with him. Uh, this is not unusual uh, for pitchers this time of year, but the calendar is no longer on his side, you know, for to be nine days from opening day and a multi-inning reliever to continue one inning outings, that's just not going to work. So, Unfortunately, I do think he goes to Des Moines um, unless, gosh forbid, he has to make an IL stint um, if he has dead arm or something or, or right, a bicep right. or tricep thing. But sure, um, I think he starts the year in Des Moines. He's first out of the pen there. He piggies back, uh, piggybacks with Killian or Sampson or somebody. Um, and hopefully you just build up, you know, first time he goes one, then he goes two, then he goes three. And you kind of work back uh, the wheel again. So 
we'll 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 see. You know, the drop in velo to me is is the big indicator. You know, yeah. because he is getting people out, right. but it's only one inning. Right. So he has no value to the Cubs as a one inning guy. Zero. No, and the velo isn't sustainable for one inning. Now right. they're just sneaking him in in spring. Yeah. But if he comes in on you know that that opening day against the Brewers for one inning and is throwing 89 90 miles an hour. No, no, what does no. that look like? So uh a lot of home runs. Yeah, it's it's too bad. I really hope they get this right the next say 2 3 weeks. Yep. Um and we see him uh <clears throat> by May 1st, you know, right, at, right. I would say. So Yeah. Uh yeah. Can I add a couple things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so first of all, I I I think people need a prep for a very different start to the season this year, just a, a long spring training, you're going to see a lot of shorter outings. A lot of teams are flirting with a six-man rotation. Um, that's going to play to the Cubs' advantage because they have pitchers and pitchers and pitchers. And the right. other thing I would say to you is caution yourself not overreacting to the opening day roster. I've said this now. It's probably the third time I've said it. Yeah, it's going to look weird. Whoever the opening day roster is, by May 1st, it could be a completely different team, especially with relievers. Suzuki missing the first whatever. By the way, it sounds like he's actually coming along a little bit faster than than we thought, so that's a good sign. Um, But it sounds – Suzuki missing the first whatever amount of games he misses stinks. Thompson, he could still have the same amount of impact on this team from May through through September as if he did when he started. He, it, this might just save him an IL trip, um, and it may keep him fresh, and, and so he could be active. They, for like, like I said, they don't have to tell us this. They might have a plan. Like their plan might be, hey, we don't want Keegan to, to outpitch himself. We're gonna get. We're, he's gonna start later on. Who knows if the whole thing's planned? Like have, they, they might have known this for the last month. Right, and by the way, Steele's velocity's been down this spring. Now, and he's walking a lot of guys. Yeah, not as drastic at all as Thompson, but Steele hasn't pitched that great. So it, it, it's and, and you know he's been ninety ninety two. We'd like him to sit ninety three. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm a little bit concerned that that like by far Stroman and Wisniewski have looked the sharpest, and Tyone's gotten hit, Smiley's gotten hit, Steele's velos down, and now these things with Keegan a little bit. But let's see what happens. Uh, uh, opening, opening, you know, first couple of weeks. Let those guys get going. Steele obviously can't walk people. We know that. Uh, well, I think Alzelay is for sure a multi-inning guy now. You think? Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I think um, he piggybacks with with Steele. Yeah, see, I think Assad will be pitch, piggybacking with Steele, and I, th- I I think you're going to see that Saturday uh, at Wrigley Field, April first, because. <laughs> And that's okay. and, that, and that's not an April Fool's joke. No, um, I, I didn't think you were making one. My guess is I'm hoping they, to be in attendance for that game. My get my guess is Strowman eats up five, hopefully at least six innings on, on opening day, and then you just go to a nice normal seven, eight, nine cup of tea, and then and then Saturday is when you get creative with well, with Steele because I don't think Steele's pitching six innings with the way he's going. And you're going to need a cup of tea or maybe a hot chocolate because I've been looking at the two-week forecast. Uh, as of right now, it's a high of 48 on that Saturday. Uh, or that weekend, I should say. Like high 40s, low 50s. Yeah, you know, so. we know what you meant, Matthew. <laughs> so there is definitely a roster crunch coming up, um, not only with pitchers but on the position side. So we just updated our roster, revealed it for the first time on our March 16th episode. Uh, now we update it again, and we're going to do that coming up next.
Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. We're so geeked out about our new partner here on the show because we have dreamed, at least I have, of being an MLB GM and managing a professional baseball franchise. And now my dream has come true, and it can for you as well with Ultimate Baseball GM. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You can hire the right coaches and staff, scout and draft players, and navigate your franchise through all the ups and downs of free agency. This is all in a challenging and realistic game world. It's completely free. It's playable offline. It's playable on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked on Cubs listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in the Apple and Google Play stores, probaseballgm.com for Ultimate Baseball GM, and start your dynasty today. Welcome back to Lockdown Cubs. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Before we get into a trade idea... Uh, we are going to show this roster graphic again. We also will beat it for the audio peeps, as always, uh, because there's a, a roster crunch that's coming, especially given another player that I'm adding uh, to my latest projection. So right now, projected to make the roster that are not on the 40-man as of our last projection, we're Mike Talkman, uh, position player, and then Mark, uh, Mark Leiter Jr. for the bullpen. Uh, so you have two spots right there. Maybe Kyle Hendricks goes to the 60-day DL, but that even so would leave one person that needs to be on waivers or traded or outright released. Um, so there's a lot of moves that could be made. And right now, I have a couple changes that I made. So I have Assad in that first relief slot for Thompson. That's all the changes I made in the pen. But then I've made not one but two changes in the infield category. Folks, Zach McKinstry, there's no, there's no reason for him to make the team. He does have – he has no options left. Uh, so what? That can't be the narrative anymore. It's quite frankly a poor narrative. Um, he's not good. Mastro Violi. He's not good. So I'm, I put Miles Mastro in there. Wait, Bodie's on the team? He's way better. And he he's as versatile, if not more, than McKinstry. And he's hitting well this spring. And then I've put David Bodie on the roster for Nick Madrigal, who I have a trade idea for. We're going to get to that in about 60 seconds. So I put Assad on the team for Thompson. I put Mastro for McKinstry. And I put Bodie for Madrigal. Okay, let's all take a breath. Sam is shocked. And yes, is this projection a little bit of what I want to see? Yeah, I think for the first time it is. Matt. But I think this should happen. No, no. Enough of McKinstry. Enough of Madrigal. Yeah, no, hold off. And Thompson's going to start in Des Moines. Hang on a sec, Matt. Hold off on the Sam, and I'm going to be okay. And I got Madrigal traded. No, no. Okay, look. Uh, let's play. What let's do you play, want to do first? Let's play a game of of uh, let's play a game of yes or no questions. Okay. Do you or have you coached the game of baseball before? Well, I just coached a couple hours ago. 
So, so that's a yes, right? Yes. Oh, I, sorry, I broke the rules. Yes. Do you value the center field position? Yes. Okay. Can we put the graphic back up for one moment? Yes, we can. Okay. I want to know who, in the name of all that's holy, is going to play center field on this ball club if Bellinger has bad sushi one night. Well, Mastro could do it. Well, really? Can he? Yes, he played center a lot last year with in the Triple A. All right, but okay. but he's not a. I wouldn't call him a plus outfielder by any means. Look, all right, let's let's segue into the magical bit, um, right? Because there's a there's forty man spots that need to open. Jose Altuve is out for at least yes. the next eight weeks. Yes, no, no, makes sense. I think the Astros could put Madrigal at second for the next eight weeks or so. Right. I, I, I just, I, I'm not convicted that yeah. the Cubs are committed to Madrigal. I know they're trying him at third. I, I agree. I but, agree. But, but I think they are still looking to trade him. Matt, what would you say? The Cubs' Astros. biggest focus is was this offseason and in terms of just style of play. Style of play, like I, meeting, like like like, are were, did they focus on uh, preventing runs or yes. scoring runs? Preventing no, runs. No, it was defense wholeheartedly. And I think Madrigal is starting to stand out to them as the best defensive third baseman that they have. All right. And <laughs> for all those listening on audio, the millions and millions, if you ever watch WWF with the Rock, Matt just walked off, but. I, I'm being serious. I, I I am. I'm being serious when I say that. He I, I think Nick Madrigal, a lot of people I've been doing my homework, think that he might be the best defensive third baseman on this roster. Right. And, and so is David David Bodie, is he on the he's not on the 40 man or I had he to is walk off the show. I'm disgusted. Is Bodie on the 40 man? No. So my question is, is if if, if you bring Bodie in off the 40 man, right? And you're going to bring Taukman in off the 40 man, and you trade Magical. You still and lighter to, and lighter. If you trade Magical, you still have to drop somebody else on the 40 man because you're bringing Bodie for him. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I think McKinstry would be waived. So, so you're saying McKinstry's gone, Magical's traded in this scenario. Yeah, this is good. This is this is fun conversation. Yeah. Um, and then who's off for lighter? You're saying Hendricks gets moved to the 60. That would be my guess. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, Rowan Wick. I mean, Rowan Wick is for a, a million and a half pitcher. No, there's, I agree. There's way better people than him. No, he can, no, he can no. be placed on waivers too. Absolutely. But I want to say this. This is my. This is the point. I'm. 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 I'm delaying my point. Trading Magical to the Astros, unless you really like the return, is not worth it to get David Bodie time. No way. And and there is nobody that's being a bigger critic of Nick Madrigal in, in this city than right, me. Right. Right. But that is not. I have look. Well, would it be necessarily for Bodie? But okay, it would be for Bodie. But you're saying that would just be they would trade him, and then the logical thing. I don't want Bodie on the team. There, I said it. Okay, okay? You, there you go. I, I, I just, I, I'd rather look at Madrigal more. I've, I've been watching Bodie on and off. This will be for year five. Okay, <laughs> that's true. And, and he doesn't make the routine plays at third. He makes the tough ones. I, I'm slightly interested in Madrigal as a defensive piece at third base. And and I don't think Houston is, is going to be that interested, you know, replacing him with, with, with Altuve. That's like replacing, you know, a regular Coke 
with with carbonated water. <laughs> okay, because uh, you know I, I just don't, and and I don't know. You know, I mean, I mean, right. if you were to you're, tell me, you're, month, you're baffled right now. No, no, and if you were to tell me a month ago we're doing these things, and I just have to just say yes, absolutely, it's a must that some guy named Taupman's on the roster. Right. I would have, I would have said, do the show with your buddy Cass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not preoccupied with the return. And I don't think the Cubs should be if they traded Magical. Yeah, you, you just want to dump Magical. But my guess is the Cubs would target a, a starting pitcher, like somebody that's on the fringes, double A, triple A. Maybe there's not quite a path to the big league club. I think that would be a nice, fair return. Yeah. All right. But Good boy, segment. I mean, we have a so, lot. No, we have a lot of pictures. Yeah. You know, we need some more starters, though. Do we? Got a lot of relievers. Yeah, but you know, Samson. Yeah, you know, Killian. Right. And by the way, and, and by the way, we must say Samson had a really nice outing the other day. So that was nice. He did. Yeah, that's that true. Nice, nice to see Killian, Assad, Samson, Smiley, Wisniewski, Stroman, Tyone, right. no, Steele. I'm familiar. No, I'm just saying. I feel like they got a good amount of starters. That's, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, what are we going to bring? Maybe they guy? should target somebody else then. No. All right. So, so like, let's just conclude the segment with this. I don't want to see Bodie on the team, and you don't want to see Madrigal. One of us is going to get our way. Yeah, that's well, – can you imagine if they both make it? Yeah, no, but but I will say, I, I didn't – so Mastrobi – if Mastrobioni could actually – however he says that. Mastroboni. Mastroboni. If he could play a decent center as a backup, then I absolutely fully agree he should be on the team. All indications are that he can. Because he can hit a little bit. I know. I know. I've enjoyed watching the and Italian. And he's Italian, game. by the way. He is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Coming up next, we have 0 to 100. Uh, we take a question from listener EJ in Iowa, and uh, we read that coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, number one sportsbook in America. Sweet 16 March Madness action is again this weekend. Is I had a big weekend on FanDuel, Matthew. It's, I had a big oh, weekend. Very nice. Very nice. And and all exclusively basketball, right? All college basketball. All college hoops. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Four digits, folks. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line, if it is the March Madness, uh, point scores, maybe threes drained. Uh, so there's a lot of options out there. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of Locked On Cubs. Welcome back to Locked On Cubs. In your ears, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, and more. And remember, we do have a giveaway between now and March 30th uh, to win a Cubs jersey. In order to be eligible to win the jersey, you need to follow the show on Apple Podcast and leave a five-star written review. Uh, so please follow the show, scroll down, uh, scroll down to ratings and reviews, click, write a review, give the show five stars, make a brief title. And then when you get to that review box, 
uh, write something about the show. And we'll, we'll and have some other stuff to too. It's not going to just, yeah, we're going to have Spotify Apple. promos, yeah. YouTube. Yeah. So don't, you know, don't be beating down my door. Cause you most, you know where I live and you, All know, right, I, stop. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay. We'll, we'll, everyone will be happy at the end of the year. If this club wins 86 ball game. Oh, that'd be great. So we do have zero to 100, but it's a specific question from EJ in Iowa. Sent us a text at 312-834-4634. That's also our voicemail line. Uh, this is from EJ. Zero to 100. Given the events of the last week and the Bears activity, which I believe now, Sam, is nine free agents plus DJ Moore. Do the Cubs, zero to 100, the Cubs win a playoff game before the Bears? low okay and and that's a that that's not a knock on the cubs it's a it's a it's a uh, the i think the bears have See a, what the bears are doing the, 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 it's a, first of all it's a great question um ej i think i think the cubs will win a playoff game in the next two years but i think the bears have a legitimate chance to win a playoff game this year this fall this, this fall or wow. this win it'll be this winter yeah yeah um what they what they were able to do polls that if you listen if you're an everyday listen listener on this show you know I love conviction I love guys that have a plan which I think Jed Hoyer does too by the way mm-hmm. executes that plan with conviction and that's what polls did with that number one pick um, the return that they were able to get for it uh, also getting a, a really good receiver obviously it all depends on Fields his development and his health this isn't a bear show so I don't want to go too far into that but <laughs> you I really can. I really like what they did. Um, I think I think with ro- all the Roger stuff too, the, the, the rest yeah. of the division is very weak. So I would say the Cubs win a playoff game before the Bears. I'd probably say it like twenty percent. Yeah, it's it's really uh, and that's a compliment to the Bears. It's fascinating because both clubs are in fr- are in divisions that aren't uh, aren't like wildly impressive. Right, but there's no Cardinals in the in the NFC North in football. Like the Cardinals are still good. Uh, so it's like, even weaker on the football side. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's way weaker. Wow. I mean, I think it's going to be between the Bears and Lions this year. Wow, that is insane. No, me and my dad were actually insanely talking, great I, talking today. It's like the first time in my life where I'm like, all we got to do is just take care of Detroit. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. But it's a great yeah, question. Great I, I question. think I think both teams by far have the brightest futures in the city. And again, I do not follow hockey, so. Yeah, I'm going to bump it up just a tad, the 30%. But I I think the Bears are going to be, once again, rightfully, the talk of the town, but actually, like, it's justified this time. Right. Um, And not to over-qualify. It's it's wild how many additions they have. And by the way, not to over-quantify it, but I'm assuming when he says Bears winning a playoff game, that's the equivalent to the Cubs winning a series. If we're talking just oh, Cubs, okay. if we're talking because if the Bears win a playoff game, they move on. If the, if you're talking about the Cubs, you know, uh, losing series, yeah. losing two to one in a best of three, then I'd probably bump it to like 40 percent. Um, just literally one singular playoff game. But you know, Bears winning a playoff game is equal to the Cubs winning a playoff series, right? Right. Um, but yeah. Anyways, that's that's me just being overly being me. Which and you're on the you're on the Jay Fields train now, and I don't like being me. Um, I I like Justin Fields. Like I just think he's just such an electric athlete. I, I obviously have questions about the accuracy, about the reads, and things like that. But we'll, we'll find out this year. But it's just, I mean, you saw what Jalen Hurts was able to do with a great team around him. I don't think Jalen Hurts is that much better than Fields. So, 
Uh, we'll see. It's fun times to be a Bears fan. It's a fun time to be a Cubs fan. I apologize if you're a Sox fan. I apologize if you're a diehard Bulls fan. And lastly, and definitely not least, I apologize if you follow a men's Illinois or Iowa basketball. Um, uh, thanks for listening. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not my job. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for Lockdown Cubs on YouTube. You were close. Sorry. And smash the like button and all your favorite Lockdown Cubs content, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your pods on the audio side. And let us know, text or voicemail. Give us a call, 312-834-4634. Are you optimistic for the Cubs? What do you think about Keegan Thompson, the roster crunch, Cubs versus Bears, uh, your dime, your dance floor? So give us a call. Thanks so much for making us your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Baseball. I have my draft this Friday, Sam. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. He's Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Locked on Cubs.